There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Welcome to the newest episode of Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. I'm your host, Jason Fraley, picking the brains of the top filmmakers, musicians, and artists of our time. This week marks the 20th anniversary of Chris Jericho becoming the first undisputed champion of the WWF and WCW by beating both The Rock and Stone Cold Steve Austin on the same night in 2001. I spoke with Jericho in 2015, the morning after SummerSlam, as he prepared to host the WWE reality competition Tough Enough long before leaving the company to start his own rival promotion, AEW. Hey, what's going on? Hey, Chris. Thanks so much for taking the time to join us on WTOP. No problem. Um, I'm up here in New York because I just got back from SummerSlam. Are, are you up here as well? I am. I'm in New York City right now. Quite a, uh, a controversial finish there between uh, Brock and Undertaker there. Um, but I did see your Tough Enough contestants were there in the front row. Um, <laughs> how cool do you think that would have was for them to be able to taste it like that, see it right up close. Well, I think that's one of the uh, one of the reasons to sign up for Tough Enough. You get free front row tickets to SummerSlam. What more do you want? You know, yeah, but it's good for them to be there and, and to see kind of the vibe of the live show. They were there the night before as well for, for the NXT TakeOver. And I think um, for all of these competitors, they've been through so much over the last 10 weeks. But to get a chance to sit in the front row and kind of feel the energy and feel the vibe, and the intensity, that's really going to kind of give them a little even more of a, of a taste of what it's like to be a WWE superstar and make them work even harder tomorrow night to, to win this whole thing. Um, how's this year's crop looking to you? I mean, uh, I, I mean, I assume you, you've followed past years of Tough Enough. I remember back when, what, Maven won it the first time around. Um, how, I mean, how, has the crop just grown and grown over the years, of, you know, even more um, competitive people uh, joining this, this competition? Well, I mean, you never know what you're going to get. I mean, when, when you say, you know, become a WWE superstar, take a chance, and when you get over 11,000 submissions for people who want to be on the show, you got to whittle that down to 13, and you don't know what you're getting. But over the last 10 weeks, we, we've really seen some real gems, and I think it's the right Final Four in, in the finale tomorrow night. I think Josh and ZZ and Amanda and Sarah are both kind of uh, two sides of the coin. you got, I think, Josh... And Amanda are the more naturals for this with the look, with the personality, with the in-ring ability. And then you got ZZ and Sarah who are kind of behind in those areas, but they have this really uh, strong likability factor, this connection with the audience that um, that's brought them here. And that's, that's important as well. That's, that's all part of being a WWE superstar is having that uh, emotional investment with the fans. So you're getting both sides of the coin. I think all four of them could walk out as the winner of this thing, just depending on how they do when they have their live match tomorrow night in front of a live audience, in front of the world uh, on the season finale of Tough Enough. Definitely. And, and why is it 
for you personally, why is it important for you to, to give back in this way? I mean, I know you, you know, you had all the in-ring success, you, you have your music, you, you know, you have like a pop culture, you weigh in on the, I love the nineties and all that stuff. But, um, why is it important for you to give back and help, help this new generation coming up? Well, I mean, it's, it's, it's not so much giving back, you know, I'm kind of just the observer. And then once the, you know, we had four or five weeks in, then I started getting more involved and I think I still love the sport. I love wrestling. I love the WWE, and I like being involved in a lot of different ways. You know, I'm not I'm not finished with my in ring career. I, I work every weekend for the WWE, just not on the on the televised shows. But I, I like being a part of 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 kind of the evolution of Tough Enough and how we've been able to put this thing together and how we've made it flow and made it work when you have a show that's never been done like this before. Half reality, half live, with a worldwide fan-based vote. Uh, you know, how the hell do you do a show like that? And we've really figured it out and worked hard to get it going. So I think from a behind-the-scenes uh, part of it, it was a lot of fun as well. So it's just been cool to be a part, uh, to, to see how the project has evolved and succeeded, and having been a big part of that both on camera and off has uh, is, is been a great experience for me. Definitely. And um, here we are. It's hard to believe, but here we are in 2015. Uh, that means it's uh, 15 years since uh, Y2J, and then that countdown scroll came on. And my, yeah, if you ask me, it's the best theme song ever to ever hit the, the WWE. But um, and, and you stormed, uh, you stormed out, and, and interrupted the Rock, and got his famous "It Doesn't Matter." What what do you what are your memories of of when you first burst on the team? Because you're helping those tough enough guys. But um, what was your first time in the WWE like? Uh, looking back on it, uh, 15 years later. Well, yeah, it's unbelievable, man. It's actually, to be honest with you, it's actually 16 years. I came in in August of 99. So um, I think I'm probably one of the most longstanding employees there, which is funny because I don't feel I don't feel it. You know, I have actually my 25th anniversary of being in the wrestling business is going to fall on October 3rd when we're, we have a show in Madison Square Garden. That's exactly 25 years from my first match at the Pinoca Moose Hall in Pinoca, Alberta, all the way to Madison Square Garden. So, I mean, it doesn't seem like it's been that long, but it does seem like it's been that long. And it's uh, I take great pride in the fact that I'm still in the business and still performing at a high level. I mean, that, that's why I like doing the live events because I still am kind of testing myself. Can I still do it? Can I still be Chris Jericho? Can I still be Y2J? Can I still have the best match on the show or one of the best matches? And I, I'm finding that the answer to that is yes. And when the answer to that is not sure, maybe, or no, then I'm done. You won't see me in the ring anymore. But that's kind of cool how I've built my career and that I come back to, to wrestling because I enjoy it, not because I have to. And when I start feeling like I'm, I'm a step below, then I'll step aside very easily and very quickly. There will be no retirement show or retirement match or retirement tour or any of that other BS. I'll just fade off into the sunset and, uh, and I'll go on to my next thing. <laughs> that's, that's so Jericho. That's the way, that's exactly how you... It's the way it should be, of course. <laughs> How? What about other guys that seem to kind of you know stick around there? I mean, we have Undertaker, Brock going at it now. They were headlining back, you know, I don't know, at the early two thousands as well, and they're they're still there. We saw Flair there last night. Um, he was doing interviews uh, in the front of the arena last night. Um, what what is it about um, wrestling and WWE specifically that allows people to um, you know that they can kind of just stick around and and be sort of a legend that can come back and main event a match. You have to work really hard and train uh, even more the older you get, I assume. But um, 
you know, what what is it that makes WWE uh, special in that regard, as opposed to say NFL or something, where you where you can't watch your you know Chinese United quarterback? You know, I, I, I don't uh, I don't I don't know, and it's not that you have to work harder when you're training. I, um, you know, I think you you, you change up your training uh, procedures. I started doing yoga about five years ago, and that just opened up a whole new door for me. So it's very easy for me to go out there and have a good match physically and mentally. And I think the biggest thing is experience. You know, when you have 25 years experience, it does put you on a different level because there are so many new guys now. But if you can still go and still move, you know, then, then that's the secret right there. So um, I, maybe NFL or NHL, maybe it's maybe uh, it's not as controlled. Maybe we have more of an option to kind of do the shows we want to do and don't have to play a full season. You know, I don't think it'd be it'd be very good idea for someone to play in the NFL and only say, oh, I'm going to only play in Denver and I'm going to play Detroit and I'm going to play in San Diego, but that's it. So um, I, I think if you're smart about the match, like look at Undertaker, he does very minimal matches, but so that the ones he can do are very high impact. Uh, for me, I'm still at the point where I can do, you know, like people say, why do you just do the non-televised shows? And it's like, I don't know, it's fun. I like it. And maybe only the, you know, only the 10,000 people that are, that are in the arena see it. But to me, I kind of like that. I always like doing things different from the norm. And I'd rather do it that way than just show up at WrestleMania w- once a year. And, f- and for me, I think that, that's cool to do that. But I'd rather do the, the shows and kind of take it to the streets and do it that way. That's just kind of how I'm wired, I guess. Absolutely. Will we ever see you uh, do do the big live show again coming up? Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, that's all up to kind of the WWE and, and what they would want me to do. And let's if we figure out a good story and both of our schedules uh, mesh, then of course I'll come back. Um, but it's all about you know what would I be doing, who would I be in there with. That's more important to me right now than, than anything else. Because if I'm going to do something, I want it to be impactful. I don't want to be there just to be there. I don't need to do that. I want to come back and do something with purpose and have a mission and something I can sink my teeth into. Perfect. Who was uh? Did you have a, a favorite opponent over the years that you thought brought the best out of out of you in the ring and on the mic? There's been a few. I mean, Shawn Michaels. The feud I had with Shawn Michaels was my all time favorite. I mean, I think he was he was the perfect opponent for me, and we had a classic a classic storyline that that nobody will ever forget. I'd also throw Rey Mysterio in there, The Rock. Uh, John Cena was a blast, but even with some of the new guys I'm working, I've, I've worked with Kevin Owens over the last few months, uh, Finn Balor, uh, Cesaro, Barrett, uh, all of those guys are very, very good performers. Luke Harper, so I'm enjoying working with them as well. Even though it's not so much from a promo side of things, it's still from a from a from a work rate side of things. All of those guys are amazing. There's this whole new generation of younger guys that have the same style that I do. And I love working with him, so I think that's kind of rejuvenated me to an extent as well. That's cool. Who was your? Did you have a wrestling hero when you were growing up? Uh, probably Shawn Michaels, Ricky Steamboat, Owen Hart, Hulk Hogan. Those are my favorite guys. So is that, is that one of the reasons why working with Shawn was so big to you that you, you know you grew up watching him, and then all of a sudden you're putting on legendary matches with him yourself? Uh, in a way, but that kind of goes by the wayside. When you become a professional, I mean, I think maybe the first time we worked together, it was a pretty cool thing. But then then you get down to business as two professionals in there trying to put on the best show we can, and you kind of leave that you know fanboy thing behind. The same thing happened with Ricky Steamboat when I worked with him or Hogan when I worked with him. It's like at first you can't believe you're in the ring with them. Uh, it's the same thing when Fozzie toured with Metallica or we were about to go on tour with Kiss. I mean, it's a huge deal, but when it comes down to it, you got to go out there and kick ass and do your 
thing and prove that you belong in there or else it's not going to last. And you ha- uh, like I said, uh, you become you go from fan to to peer to friends to almost competition. That's a good natural progression. That's the way it should be. Because if you're a true pro, that's the way you want it. Absolutely. Well, Chris, I, I know you got to get to some other interviews here. So thanks so much for taking the time to, to join us. And um, best of luck with uh, the end of Tough Enough this year. Should be fun. All right, man. Thanks a lot. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks so much for joining us on Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. Remember to hit the subscribe button and give us a five-star rating if you like what you hear. We'll see you next time. wanted to take a second to tell you about an app I really enjoy. Living in the D.C. area is great, and Podcast D.C. gathers all of the local shows that I like all in one local app. Health, sports, local news, politics, and so much more. Podcast D.C. is the new local app with hundreds of D.C. area podcasts to choose from. I can earn exciting rewards just for listening and share the podcasts I love instantly. Available in the App Store or in Google Play, listen local with Podcast D.C.